want to read for you just a verse, if you would please, or two, at the end of John chapter number 20. And uh, I've been thinking about these and, and uh, praying about it and so forth and so on. The Bible says, verse 30 of chapter number 20, chapter number 30, and many other signs did Jesus in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. These things are written. That you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Have you ever thought much about that verse? In closing out the book, the Apostle John says, Now I'd just like to reiterate for you the purpose for the book. These are not written just to slide in between the book of Acts and the book of Luke, another book. These things are written that you may believe that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. Are we really familiar with the things that are written. So we're going to take the book of John, John chapter number 1, and John chapter number 2, and John chapter number 3, and John chapter number 4, all the way to John chapter 20, and just pick out some very key things that the Holy Ghost thought you and I might need to know and to believe and to remember and to meditate upon so that we don't let this thing slip that he's just another dude that graced the earth 2,000 years ago. Take your Bible to the book of John, chapter number 1, if you would please. And I'm looking at the clock. It's 11.23. I'll tell you when it's 11.24. These things are written. You got that down now. These things are written. That you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Notice John chapter 1 
And if you have time and you want to, I'll read it for you. But uh, there is a stark amount of difference between John 1 and Matthew 1. And there is a reason for that. In John chapter 1, the Bible says, In the beginning. Have you got that in your Bible now? In the beginning. There's another verse that kind of sounds that way found over in the book of Genesis chapter number 1 where it says, In the beginning God. Can anybody say amen? Do you remember those verses? In the beginning God. Now notice John chapter number 1. In the beginning was the Word. So in the beginning there was God, and in the beginning there was the Word. Now we've got to figure out who this Word is. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Can anybody say amen? Do you believe that? So in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the Word was there, and the Word was involved, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. John chapter 1 and verse number 2 or 3. All things were made by Him, the Word. The Word that was with God and the Word that was God. The Word is an expression of God. A Word is how you express. And He is the living Word. And He was with God and was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Notice verse number 14. And the Word was made flesh. God became man. The invisible became visible. The spirit became matter. And the word, which was God, in the beginning was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten Son of God. Not just another son, not just a son by redemption, but begotten of God himself. God figured it out, God worked it out, and God put it down in writing so that you and I must understand that this one who John has written about is not another man. He is God. Notice Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1, a distinct difference. Kazoon type. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. See any difference? Matthew is presenting Jesus Christ as king. King of the Jews. The one is to replace David on the throne. The tender plant 
the one that is going to be the one who reigns king over David's throne. A king needs a genealogy. God does not. In the beginning was the Word. (laughs) And the Word was with God and the Word was God. John is presenting Jesus Christ as Savior, as Sovereign, as God, as Sovereignty, as Deity. And so a God does not need a a genealogy because He has no beginning and no end. Now these things have been written that we might believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You understand that? And so He, God, became flesh that you and I might identify with Him and He with us and He is God in the flesh. Notice if you would please in John and 1 and 29, John the Baptist would like to tell you something about this one that was the Word, that was with God, that was God, that became flesh and dwelt among us. And John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus Christ, came out of the wilderness and was baptized in the river Jordan. And one day as he was baptized, he looked down the road, far down the road, and saw this lonely figure coming down the road, seeing the dust as it rises from the sandals patting on the ground. And he looked, and all the congregation, he summons their eyes and said, Look! Verse 29. Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. These things are written <coughs> that you might believe that he is <coughs> the Christ <coughs> noticed. <coughs> Jesus makes a visit one day. In John chapter number 3, the Bible said there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus upon night and said, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do the miracles thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. To summons that on down, you go down to John 3.16, and here it is. Here's the message. For God so loved this world, 
that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you believe that? Have you embraced that? John chapter number four. Jesus makes another visit down by the well side, down in Samaria. Finds a lady by the well. Notice in verse 14, Jesus said, But whoso drinketh the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. <clears throat> but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. These things have been written not just to have your devotion, but they're written that you might believe and walk away from this place with everlasting life. John 5, verse 24, if you would please take your Bible there, please, and what things are written that we might believe. Jesus said about himself, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. Look here just a minute. Do you have everlasting life? If you died today, you know for sure you'd go to heaven. I mean, no, but you'd know that you're going to heaven. Believe on him, have everlasting life. And believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. He's feeding 5,000 folks in John chapter number 6. And in verse number 38... He says, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Where did he come from? Down from heaven. Where's heaven? If he came down, it must be up. Several denominations will tell you there's no place called heaven. Well, I don't know why it is, but I'll tell you one thing. When I die, I'm going up, not down. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, I came down from heaven to do the will, not my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. This is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. That's better than syrup and ain't near as slimy. John chapter number 7 
at the Feast of the Tabernacles yonder. John 7 and verse number 37. I just thought I'd remind you today that this is just not a one-page deal. It's a lifetime. It's an eternity, bless your heart. It was not hatched in the man to man, but it was created in the mind of an eternal God. That whosoever believeth him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It's not a Baptist verse, it's an eternal verse. It's not a verse to be discussed, it's a verse to be believed. And if you believe that, you have eternal life. Notice, if you would please, in John chapter number 7 and verse number 37, if you would please. And the Bible said in the last day, that great day of the feast, it's 1137. Hey, that's a coincidence, isn't it? Verse 37, at 1137. Somebody laughed over that. And woke him up, I guess. In the last day. That great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture saith, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. But he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. You know why I don't go to the bars Because I don't want to take the Holy Ghost there. You know why I quit drinking suds? Because I don't want to pour the alcohol upon my Holy Spirit's abode. Just some places I don't want to take the Holy Ghost. And if you'll ask him, He'll tell you he don't want you to take him there. These things are written that we may believe. John 8, chapter 12. Then spake Jesus unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have light. Of life. Amen. Amen. Well, don't want to bore you. John 10, verse 9. Look at this. John 10 and verse 9. Don't want to bore you. Just thought I'd preach a little bit in a minute. John 10 and verse 9. In reference to the sheep and the fold and the shepherd, Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be, what's the next word? Amen. Shall be saved and shall go go in and out and find pastors. Well, if you get saved in verse 9, look at verse 28 and see what you got. And I give unto them eternal life. How you like that? We ought to at least get a Baptist grunt out of that. And I give unto them eternal life. That's pretty good, ain't it? And just for a kicker, and they shall never perish. 
Well, we ought to have 10 Baptists running around shouting, praising God, waving their hankies, say, Hallelujah, look what's happened to me. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. For my Father, which gave them to me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. <laughs> I couldn't even go to hell if I wanted to. You say, that's being cocky. No, that's just being sure. Amen. Amen. Maybe since I'm not going to hell, I'll not live like it. Maybe since I'm not going to hell, I'll quit talking like it. Thinking like it. Man, God is good. Ain't Ain't God good? John 11. What in the world can you find out of John 11? Oh, nothing but the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Verse 25. Martha and Mary. Lord, if you'd have been here, our brother would not have died. Something's happened. Something went wrong. Jesus said, no, nothing went wrong. I didn't come earlier because I wanted you to make sure he was dead. Because I'm going to do something that nobody else has ever done. Jesus said, for I am. Verse 25. I am. Emphatic. I am. The resurrection and the life. If you're going to come out of the graveyard, it won't be because of what you've done, what I've done, or Trump did, or Biden won't be able to do. It'll be because of what Christ can do. Because he had no beginning. He was in the beginning with God and was God. And the same was made flesh, dwelt among us. And now they have said, what are we going to do with poor Lazarus? Jesus said, it's not your business. I'll take care of mine. I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead. Now grab this and run with it. Yet shall he live. We've sent some good folks on ahead. But they're not dead. They're more alive than we are. Verse 26, And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Could I ask you the rest of the verse? Believest thou this? If you do, then start living like it. If you believe that, start thinking like it. Boy, that Bible is... It just goes right straight down the road, don't it? It don't cut you any slack at all, bless your heart. Well, let's look at John 12, if it be all right. John 12 and verse number 32. John 12 and verse number 32. Now, I want you to get this. We're getting kind of close here. It's 1144. 
And, the, and I, Jesus said, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Well, what's he talking about? This, verse 33, this he said, signifying what death he should die. They don't lift me up on that cross in a few days. I'll not be able to draw all men to myself. But if in a, just a few days they put me on a cross, treat me cruelly, mock me, spat upon me, beat me, and if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. That is, if you are willing to be drawn. That is, if you've got a better plan than he has. The difference in your plan and his plan is you're looking for an undertaker and he's looking for an upper taker. Ain't that a good deal? Well, we're just about done with this 16-point sermon. Look at, if you would please, in John chapter 14. The last Passover meal. And this is what Jesus wants to leave us with. Verse 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto me, unto the Father, but by me. You say, preacher, that's pretty narrow. Look, I didn't say it. You need to take it up with the one who said it. If you want to go to heaven, you want your sins forgiven. You want to see some of your family members again. You better go the only way that's possible. That's through Jesus. Amen. You say, well, that's just too narrow for me. It won't be five seconds after you're dead. The Bible said in hell that rich man lifted his eyes, been in torments, screaming, begging. God would just let Lazarus take one drop of water and drop on his tongue. Hell has ceased being hell in the day in which we live. Hell is a state of mind. But hell is a literal place where literal people Literally go if they do not accept the Savior's sacrifice. These things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And believing, you might have life. John. Chapter 18. 
I don't know why I'm doing this. Just because I've never done it before, I guess. I don't think I've got anything to say that would be even close to what God has already pinned down. Verse 36. And Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. He's talking to Pilate. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that it should not be delivered to the Jews, but now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, for the cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Thank God I'm not going to be living in Joshua throughout eternity. He, I've got a king. His name is Jesus. Yeah. They'll not impeach him. They'll not even vote on him. Amen. He won't need a microphone. He won't need a, a campaign committee. Because horse, he's the boss. He's king of kings and lord of lords. John 19 and verse 30. And when... Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar. He said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Now for our text. And many other signs did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written for a specific purpose. These are written. That you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing, you might have life through his name. We got eight minutes. 
I want to talk to you in the next five minutes about the Lord's purpose. Why he gave us this book. Not to be a nightstand piece. Not to be doubted, not to be ridiculed, not to be questioned. But this book has a purpose. This book has an eternal purpose. And I want you to look at first the purpose that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ. And anybody say amen. Do you believe that? I believe it with all my heart. Here's the reason for every miracle in the Word of God. These things are written that you might believe. The reason that Jesus turned the water to wine. Have you ever thought of that? The beginning of miracles did Jesus and manifested forth his glory. And the disciples believed on him. The reason for every miracle. The reason for every wonder that he that he, that he majestically um, made forth is that we might believe. The feeding of the 5,000, the Bible said, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, this is the prophet that should come into the world. Jesus' own word said, then Jesus said unto him, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. When I read the Bible and I see Jesus walking on the sea. When I see him commanding demons to leave uh, depraved individuals. When I see him uh, healing the sick and uh, turning the water into wine. I do not magnify the wine. I do not magnify the walk. I do not magnify the bread and the fish and the 12 baskets left over. The purpose is not the miracle. The purpose is to show you and I who's performing the miracle. The purpose, bless your heart, for these miracles. What do we learn from Jesus' signs and wonders? And it's an absolute wonder. When he created the water, made the water into wine, it spoke of quality. Quality. Why did you save the best unto last? It spoke of quality. It spoke of quality. It spoke of quantity. It spoke of grace. Every miracle, every thing that Jesus did was pointing toward the grace of the loving God who died to save us on Calvary's tree. I close with this now. The purpose and the door. The Bible said in the verse, read it with me if you would please. 
in John chapter number 20. And it says, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing you might have life through his name. Acts 12, 4 and 12. For there's no other name under heaven given whereby we must be saved. Muhammad can't do it. Confucius is still confused. Joseph Smith probably missed it. And on and on you could name all of these prophets and so-called saviors. But Jesus is the only name given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. I believe that with all of my heart. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. Jesus in 10, John 10 says, I am the door by me. If any enter in, he shall be saved. <clears throat> Can I say this? And I'll close. Philippians 2 and 9. Wherefore, God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that the knee of Jesus every knee should bow. Colossians 3.17, and whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all. In the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its worth. It sounds like music in my ear. It's the sweetest name on earth oh how I love Jesus oh how I love Jesus because he first loved me now these things are written that you might believe amen that Jesus is the Christ and believe in you might have eternal life.